Get ready, it's time for Motorsports Madness, powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Jacob Seelman. Oh, hi. The best news that I've seen is that I can look straight up now and look at the camera and wave. That's true. That's fantastic. I don't have to look to the corner of the room anymore, which is good. All on that note, welcome to Motorsports Madness. Jacob Seelman and Tom Baker at the Race Chaser Roundtable in Race City, USA, Mooresville, North Carolina, which is beautiful right now and probably won't be by the time we get to the weekend because there's this hurricane that's soon going to be bearing upon us. But right now it's pretty outside, so that means it's as good a time as any to talk about racing. We're coming off of Indy, which happened on Monday. We're going to Vegas, which, as long as nobody gambles their fortune away, should be a good weekend, we would hope, we would think, because we have three races. And it's Playoffs. We're talking about playoffs. Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs? <laughs> We're not talking about practice. We're talking We're just about trying playoffs. to win a race. Uh, that's Jimmy Johnson's story anyway. That's uh, a lot of people's story. Yeah. Well, especially Jimmy's because he basically backed into the playoffs. Yes, we're going to Vegas. Uh, and, it, you know, obviously I love, I love triple headers anyway. Uh, and a triple header at Vegas in the playoffs. And now what's interesting about this is that Three different scenarios here. It's playoff one for the Cup Series. It is the last yep. round. Hold on. Last round for the Xfinity Series before we start the playoffs. Yep. And it is playoff dos. That's two for the Camping World Truck Series. The pickup truck drivers. Yes, that's correct. So uh, all three divisions in different situations. But equally as important. They're all important because you either win and, well, even in the Xfinity Series, if you win Vegas, you advance into the playoffs, or if you win, you advance in the playoffs when it comes to the Cup Series and the Truck Series. So that's good. We'll talk about all of that. We'll uh, give a quick little rehash of Indianapolis because, well, we had racing on a Monday, so we we should do that. And we had a first time. Yes, dose races on Monday. We had a brand new Brickyard 400 winner and a brand new team win the Brickyard 400 for the first time in 25 years. That's a big deal. So that's all well and good, and we'll get to all that discussion coming around the turn right now, though. We are going to step aside for our first little bit of business, and when we return, we'll have more Motorsports Madness coming up. So stick around. We are just getting started here on the Performance Motorsports Network and Facebook Live and all those good things where you take us in. We'll be right back. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) 
It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace, Ian one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. I'm Kaz Grala, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Sorry. Wow. That's 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 just like creepy. No. Or something. <laughs> that doesn't work with that tempo, Jacob. I hope Whatever. <laughs> I was trying to time it right and apparently I didn't succeed as that's well exactly as I thought why I white did. boys don't dance. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's the, that's the truth. Well, don't tell that to Fred Astaire. That is the exact truth. Uh. Anyway, welcome back to Motorsports Madness, where you just saw, saw exactly why we call this show Madness. Yeah, because well, we're all nuts. Yeah, we are. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker at the roundtable, Cisco Scaramuza via the Race Chaser Skype line, and we have the Randy Cam in business as well. Wave, Randy. Hi, Randy. All right, so... Well, <laughs> Tom's waving at Randy yeah, now. Fun. Just waving back at Randy. Let's talk about Indy for a minute, shall okay. we? Okay. Team Penske is no longer a bridesmaid at the Brickyard. Five runner-up finishes and 25 years later, fresh tires in the last 12 laps, and Brad Keselowski comes from seventh, plus the help of a late caution, to win it after trading paint with Denny Hamlin in the last two laps and making Hamlin whine, 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 whine. Before I get into why I don't care about Denny whining, how cool is that for the captain? Back-to-back crown jewel victories in the last two weeks. Well, and again, it goes to show what we were talking about on last week's show when I said that I think if you look at the big three and you're not really sure about the big three at this point, I think the big three has become at least the big four because if you win, if you win one marquee race, that's fantastic if you win two back-to-back marquee races you're you've got momentum going into the playoffs and i think this really is a good sign for brad keselowski jacob because that team at the right time is peaking 
and we're going definitely. to Vegas, which is a track that he should be really good at. So he's historically been good at Vegas. Yes, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't uh, continue to at least be in right. the the in the in the competition. Okay, Cisco, we're going to ignore, by the way, the fact that somebody said that, oh, Will Power won the Daytona 500. Um, cause we yeah, all know, three crown jewel wins. Yeah, no, no, we, we all know that <laughs> didn't happen. So n- nice job, NBCSN. Way to go. Not. So NBCSN said Will Power won the Daytona 500? Yes, he did. Yes. Fail! <laughs> Fail! Wow. Anyway, so, so we'll go back to Will Power winning the Indy 500, Brad winning the Southern 500, and now the Brickyard 400. I think Roger becomes the second uh, the second team owner behind Chip Ganassi to sweep the uh, Indy 500 and the Brickyard 400 in the same season. So, Cisco, long story short, it's been a really, really, really good year to be the captain, and it may not be over yet. Yeah, and it's interesting because if you had talked to us about a month ago and said, oh, yeah, Petsky's going to go on this giant run in a month, <laughs> I don't think any of us would have agreed with you I because— they were just kind of sitting there, kind of hanging out, not really doing a whole lot. And then all of a sudden, between the Southern 500, the Brickyard, holy cow. So, I mean, credit where credit's due. They're peaking at the right time. This is definitely, if I were in charge of any team, this is where I would want to be putting my best stuff onto the racetrack because now is when it matters. So, fantastic job by those guys behind the scenes. And we add to this that going back to last week before the Brickyard 400, they had already announced that uh, Body Armor uh, Sports Drinks had had actually increased their sponsorship of Ryan Blaney for 2019, up from one race primary to at least three races primary on the 12 car. You know, they ran strong with Blaney in the Xfinity race, came up third in that to the two junior motorsports teammates. And I'll call that a a good transition point for a minute, and then we can come back to Denny whining because – in the category of good things, I'll call Denny Hamlin whining a bad thing, but in the category of good things, the two JRM cars, and particularly Tyler Reddick finishing second, that was a huge, huge shot in the arm in the second Xfinity win at Indianapolis in a row for Dale Earnhardt Jr. as a team owner, which was a big deal. At a time when he most needed to shine and step up, Tyler Reddick did. Um, he's had a very difficult year, shall we say, and... You know, this is a, an opportunity for him to have some momentum as they close the regular season. If he can run well at Vegas and be in the hunt, then he goes into the playoffs with uh, a little bit of momentum. And he really kind of needs that because I think this season's been a little disappointing. And by the way, I'm not sure if you mentioned who's actually going to be joining us on the show tonight. Oh, no, I didn't actually. Both You're right. Mini Tyrell. The 13-year-old Fidam from this part of the country who started racing and winning in late models at 10 and has already raised over $400,000 for pediatric cancer. He's coming up shortly, and uh, later on, we're going to have Ben Rhodes joining us as well. So both of those joining us, and now back to the previously begun uh, Infinity uh, Xfinity Series conversation. Yes, uh this is big for Tyler Reddick. We were just discussing that. They needed a huge shot in the arm at the right time. On the flip side of that coin, for drivers who needed a shot in the arm going to the playoffs and didn't get it, uh, another dismal day for Austin Sindrick, who is now yeah. on the playoff bubble if, uh, God forbid, somebody goes out and wins Vegas on some sort of weird strategy. He could actually potentially be bumped out 
Ross Chastain has more breathing room. There's the good news. Ross Chastain is back in the 42 at Las Vegas this weekend and Richmond next weekend, which is a big deal. And let's see. Now we can go back to the bad side of the conversation, which revolves on the cup side, Cisco, because Denny Hamlin's whining. I don't approve of this. Denny, shush. Yeah, but before we before we uh, you know downturn the show with Denny, I do want to point out because we missed it just quickly. The finish to the end of stage one for the oh yes, we had the twenty was that we had the twenty thirteen Freedom One Hundred in stage one of NASCAR. We did four wide to the line, separated by thirty six one thousandths of a second, and John underneath a check on the inside wins it. Can can we agree that we just need that exact uh, plate package in the Xfinity Series at Indy forever and ever as long as they choose to And the Cup Series, please? Well, yeah, the Cup Series, too. Um, I think it, for whatever reason, I think it seems to show itself better in the uh, Xfinity Series. I mean, anything. Certainly Okay, so in fairness, the Cup race was better than it normally is at the Brickyard. Yes, it was. But in all all fairness, we need the the slingshot ability. That's not a word. I just made it one in the Cup Series, too. So. But yeah, and, and Jacob, what's what's interesting about the people who make the point of well, don't put plates on the cars, et cetera, et cetera. We already do this four times a year. Now, do I agree with doing it for half the schedule? Yeah, I don't know, or all the schedule? Yeah, I don't know about that. But I could see Indy just add it to the plate track list. I mean, seriously, yes, I, I'm okay with doing it. It's yeah, one I more race. Too. No, I agree too. I, I think Indy, or at least you know. I mean, try it. Uh, I think it would be interesting to see how well it really works over time. But I think um, I think certainly if there's one other track that you can probably get away with doing it, it's there. Some of the tracks we've seen, it really doesn't work as well as you'd hope that it would. But yeah. Indy it works at Indy. Be, yeah, yep. the, the Xfinity racing is great there with the plate. Yes, it is. All right. Denny Hamlin whining about... Backmarker cars wrecking at the end of the Brickyard 400. Tom, I wanted to tell him to close his mouth and get over it. Your thoughts. He called the drivers meaningless, by the way, and I staunchly disagree with that. They're not meaningless. They're there to do a job. The the drivers aren't meaningless, but the situation was. When you're racing for 31st two laps down uh, and, you know, it's two or three laps of the finish and you're going to stuff your marshmallow into a piggy bank like Jeffrey Earnhardt tried to do, um, you know, that's meaningless. And you need to just, you need to know better. Uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey definitely has put himself in some rather unfortunate situations. Um, and he took Landon Castle with him, who had no time to react whatsoever. No. Um, you know, again, it's just... Um, Jeffrey's inexperienced. So while I disagree with Denny saying the drivers are meaningless, that situation certainly shouldn't have happened. But Denny, you're not, you weren't the fastest car. Brad went by you and drove off and left. So, you know, if I had some cheese, I'd gladly give it to you to go with your wine. It's just Denny being Denny. It is just Denny being Denny. And with that, we will get ready to step aside. And when we come back, You know what my two favorite words are so far? 
rumor mill. And we will talk about those coming up right after these words. This is Motorsports Madness, and we'll be back in just a moment. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke located on Route 1 or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, I'm Chase Cabry, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now, back to the show. And that allows our plug that uh, the NASCAR K&N Pro Series East will head to Loudon, New Hampshire 
not this weekend, but next weekend, to compete in their penultimate, there's your word of the day, race of weekend. the season. Is it? This? I thought no. it was. It's next weekend? Next, okay. it, it's when uh, NASCAR heads to Richmond that they're, it's the big short Oh, track I thought weekend. they were part of the, oh, see, I thought that's why they moved the race to Vegas. No. Okay. Not at all. Okay. No. So it's next weekend. K&N West races on the dirt. Actually, that's as, right. <laughs> as, yes. as this show is uh, yes. airing live on the Performance Motorsports Network and the, Spreaker, uh, and Spreaker, the K and M Pro Series West are getting down and dirty on the dirt track at Las Vegas with some. I've not seen the f- full entry list, but forty-five Ish. cars, yeah. Yeah. forty to forty-five cars. Should so, be a good race. Yeah. Name to name to keep an eye on for the future, by the way, in that race. Buddy Kofoid, who is a uh, sprint car racer from out on the West Coast, who is trying his hand for the first time in a K&M Pro Series car. So that'll be fun to watch. I, I've seen Buddy race a sprint car a few times. Very, very talented 16-year-old. He's been down to Australia already as a kid and certainly a very bright future, I think, ahead of him. Anyway, with all that said, you are... Catching Motorsports Madness right now. If you just tuned in, welcome. If you're still tuning in, well, welcome back. We didn't scare you away. That's good. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker at the round table. We also have Cisco Scaramuza via the Race Chaser Skype line and Randy Miller, our producer back there with the Randy cam punching buttons. And I'm sure I'll find something that Randy will get fired up and discuss here in a little bit. We do have a microphone that we let him talk out of occasionally. And before we talk we into it, into sound comes out. Whatever. That's how that works. Close Cisco, enough. Cisco Cisco, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, Hamlin. wait, wait, wait. Yes, he did. And be, I'm, I'm going to do this with my voice because the fact that uh, Cisco's pulling a Chris card means it's certainly well worth it. Breaking news. Cisco has a prop. Well, Jacob, you know, I was digging through one of my old boxes and I found this. Oh, no. It's, I believe this might be a crying it's towel. A cry- it's towel. a crying towel. <laughs> it's so sad, Jacob. Daddy lost the race. Yeah, he really. He wrecked in the back. Wow. M1 fans. Hey, hang on. Hey, no, 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 no. No, no. This is where Cisco's then supposed to throw the towel down, look back up at the camera, and go. Quit your whining, Hamlin. Quit your whining. Exactly. You See, <laughs> you did a hey, you did a pretty good Jimmy Spencer just then. Good for you, Cisco. Good for you, Jimmy. We love you. Yes, Jimmy would be. Jimmy Everybody would have been proud Jimmy of that. Spencer. All right. So we're we're now going to move into the rumor mill conversation, which is my favorite time. Otherwise on this known show. as silly season. Yes, and that is where I offer once again. Breaking news, or not not news, but it's breaking news that this is a possibility. Ryan Newman to Roush Fenway Racing? No, (laughs) no, no, no. If you believe that Ryan Newman would finish his career running in the back of the pack, then you are out of your mind. Ryan Newman can easily go run one of his open wheel cars and have a a nice, successful post-NASCAR career. He is not going to get out of the RCR car, which he has to work his tail off just to run top 10 with, to get into the Roush car, which is run top 10 exactly 
one time in 2018. Can you name and which it, one time that was? It, it actually wasn't a top 10 finish. It was the one time it ran in the top 10 toward the end of a race. It was just a couple of weeks ago, and Kenseth fell out uh, or fell off at the end because the, the car fell off the jack. Um, now, hang on at, a minute. Hey, now, I was going to say, yeah, that last was weekend that, that, Indy. No, yeah, uh, that was not even, well, last weekend. Last it was Monday. Three, day, three days ago. That's the only time that car has been significantly in the top ten all year, and you're telling me Ryan Newman is going to drive that car next I'm going year? to remind you how often the Sports Business Journal and Adam Stern, who reports motorsports for them, have been wrong over the last five years. I can count the number of instances on one hand. Well, it's not very often. And I'll quote, facing a potentially changed contract at RCR in 19, Ryan Newman has explored options with other teams on top of wings staying at RCR per multiple sources within the garage. Ride most mentioned as possibility is Roush Fenway's number six car. Yeah, who mentioned it? Cisco. My biggest grab from that, and the reason I could see it happening, one of Newman's major sponsors is Granger. Which has a very deep relationship. Yes. A long time ago, back when Greg Biffle was a rookie. A long time ago in a land far, far away. That was Greg Biffle's sponsor. So, honestly, it's not as far-fetched as I think you might think it is. Well, back in those days, Roush actually had cars that contended for wins. And oh, I'm not, I'm not saying that the car is going to be great. And who knows? They have the Mustang next year. I, it could be an entire Camaro all over again. I, we I, don't know. I, I just, if Matt Kenseth isn't excited about staying in it, um, I don't see Ryan Newman going there. I'm sorry. I just don't. And if he's got all that sponsorship, then I could see him ending up back in the 41 or back with Stuart Haas in the 41 because at this point, they've got no better option if Kurt Busch leaves because uh, Martin Truex, is, if you believe the, the rumor mill, Martin Truex is going to Gibbs. So there just is nobody better for the 41 car um, mm. that would bring any amount of sponsorship. Yeah. Now, uh, the what was also announced before the rain killed Sunday at the Brickyard was Chip Ganassi confirming to Jenna Fryer with the Associated Press that Jamie McMurray will not be back full-time in the one car next season. That's a guarantee. Now, what Chip also told Jenna is that he's put on the table an offer for Jamie to run the Daytona 500 next year as well as take on a leadership role within Chip Ganassi Racing, much like what Dario Franchitti has at this current time. We don't know if Jamie's going to accept that. We do know the one is officially open season, which we kind of think real quickly is going to be closed season because Kurt Busch is going there. Another tweet from uh, Mr. Stern, this from eight days ago. People close to Stuart Haas Racing have become increasingly resigned in recent weeks to the likely fate of losing Kurt Busch and Monster Energy to Ganassi Racing's number one Chevrolet this season. However, it remains unclear who, if anybody, and that's what really uh, got my attention, the if anybody part, will fill the number 41 Ford. Yeah, I mean... Again, it's you gonna, could lease that charter for a year if you needed to. You can and then bring it back in time to put Cole Custer in the exactly. car if you think he's ready at the end of next year. Um, <clears throat> that might not be a bad scenario for Stuart Haas because, again, 
you know, we would love to see a DiBenedetto or, you know, a Ryan Priest or somebody like that in the car. But absent of bringing sponsorship, yep. Gene Haas would have to agree to fund that, which yep. means you'd have to be excited enough about the driver to want to do that for him. And I don't see that when you know that right. customer is or customer. Wow, Tom. Custer is likely to come up in 2020. Yeah. You just so, need one year. So yeah. the, more, the more drivers have their spots lined up, the more I think that you could legitimately see SHR just for one year become a three-car team while they wait for Cole Custer. On the other ready. hand... If Ryan Newman goes to the six, maybe Kenseth goes to the 41 for a year. I could see that happening. I could see that. The question would be if Gene Haas is willing to pay for it. Now, here's the other nugget. Remember last week that we were talking about on, I believe it was on this very show, the possibility that Daniel Suarez's ties with Eris might not be good enough for them to be guaranteed to go with him wherever he lands in 2019. This that Adam Stern dug up earlier in the week. Eris may be contractually bound to Joe Gibbs Racing, even with Suarez's move from the 19 next year. It's unclear if he's already agreed to a move to the LFR 95, but a Stuart Haas Racing executive told the Sports Business Journal last weekend that SHR would not be interested in Suarez without Eris. Well, and that would make sense because, again, Suarez doesn't have the track record that Dickensith has. Correct. Um, and here's the deal. I mean, I still thought, I, I, in, in, in my memory, Eris came to Joe Gibbs at about the same time that Suarez was coming over for the Xfinity deal. And so if Eris didn't uh, do that specifically for Daniel Suarez, they certainly were a big party to Carl Edwards leaving the 19 when he did and Suarez taking over. So that would be Eris basically um, giving up on Suarez. And if that's the case, I think Daniel struggles to stay in cup unless he's willing to possibly accept a B-class ride because I don't see any of the elite teams putting Daniel Suarez in the car without sponsorship And that, to me, would be a very unfortunate thing for Daniel Suarez to have the team and the sponsor basically kick him to the curb when, you know, there was so much hubbub about him coming in. But then again, as we've said before, this is a business. It is a business, and it's a performance-driven business. And if you don't perform to the level that the people uh, paying the bills want, you don't stick around very long. So with that, we will get ready to step aside. But I will offer, before we go to break, that uh, there's been a video floating around social media today starring Jimmy Johnson and Fernando Alonso. Huh? We'll talk about what that could mean a little later in this show. Coming up in our next segment, however, we will hear from Minnie Tyrell. Yes, Tom did the visual. And uh, talk about his burgeoning career and uh, what he does for charity. This is Motorsports Madness. We're back right after this. Okay, so Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's. Yep. And Josh, you're going to? Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice. Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, and my dorky dad hat, and I'm going to do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it! Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. 
And sometimes all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Noah Gregson, and you're listening to Motorsports Madness on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. There be a driver that's going to be in competition at Las Vegas Motor Speedway this weekend. Noah Gregson bringing us back to Motorsports Madness, which will continue into this segment with our first special guest of the evening. Tom missed a birthday in somewhere off the top of the show. Mini Tyrell is 14. He used to be 13. He used to be 13, but uh, Mini joining us now <laughs> via the Race Chaser Hotline. First time that we've had the pleasure of having him on the show. Mini, uh, we're glad to have you and welcome to the program tonight thank you thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it we uh hear that you were you're at a dinner that you interrupted uh to be on the show with us where are you eating dinner oh we're at a Longmore steakhouse right now oh. eating with uh my grandfather and my dad man i am jealous eat a nice big prime rib for me will you i, I will i'll make sure of that <laughs> all right so so many i've I want you to kind of take everybody back through the story here a little bit since this is the first time we've had you on the program and uh, talk for our audience a little bit about how you got started in racing and uh, some of the things that you do away from the track too because I know in addition to your racing, there is uh, a lot of extracurriculars and charity work that you're doing in addition to your racing career. Yes, sir, of course. Um, Yeah, so I started my... My racing career at four years of age, uh, racing the go-kart at Old Dominion Speedway in Manassas, Virginia. I, uh, I, I competed in uh, many different levels of racing. Uh, I know my dad is the one who got me into it because he was a racer before, and I, I know I pretty much grew up. I remember being, you know, just a little little newborn sitting at the racetrack watching Dad on a Saturday night. And uh, 
Yeah, I grew up uh, through racing. I've always been at a racetrack my entire life. I've uh, I've been through many different levels in cars. I've competed in many different series. And now I'm currently 14 years old and running in a late model stock car series. And uh, we'll be coming up here September 29th is the uh, Valley Star 300 in Martinsville for us that we'll be competing in. <laughs> I know that's going to be a really big deal to uh, for you guys to run at Martinsville, and I want to talk more about that in a minute. But cor- correct me if I'm wrong in the timeline here, but you were running a late model at 10. Is that right? Yes, sir. Uh, I-, I competed my first ever three races in those cars at nine and a half years of age. Um, and I, I was the youngest in the world to ever start a race in a late model style car. Um, and then I was able to uh, do three more and uh, complete them and was able to be very competitive. And I won my first race at uh, 10 years of age and then uh, won the second one from back to back right after that one at uh, 10 years old. So that was, that was definitely one of the coolest moments of my life. What do you remember from that first win? Uh, all I know is um, the first ever win that happened was um, I had finished second that night, and the, the car in front of me who had won had gotten disqualified um, for something illegal. Um, so I, I had been granted with the, the proper win of that race. Uh, uh, I don't know. I was, I was stoked because that was, that was my first ever kind of like top two finish, if you will. I remember finishing third, and then I finished fourth a few races. Um, so I, I was still, you know, I didn't win, but I was still super excited for um, the second place finish. And the, the, you know, the next week later, uh, I think it was Wednesday, you know, I got a phone call from the, the race track and with the granted win. And uh, I was I was just like, no, there's, there's no way. And, um, no, I was super stoked. And then to come back the, the next weekend after that, and, you know, be really in victory lane um, at 10 years of age is, is truly incredible. And, uh, you know, I've had a lot of people to help me get there. What what it, was it like for you to run a late model that young? I mean, were, were there any challenges for you on track and getting started that young in a late model? Um, You know, honestly, uh, I think we were just having fun. You know, I, I think it was a, it was a wild idea. I'll tell you how it all started, um, which was uh, the, the car owner uh, at the time was his name is Sam Beatty. Uh, he still goes with me everywhere I go, and uh, we still hang out. He's a wonderful person, and I love him to death. But um, So I was at his house, and I was bush hogging for him and mowing grass, and he had a car sitting in his garage. And um, I said, hey, when, when do I get to drive this? You know, not, not really thinking, but uh, you know, just kind of a, a little joke, like, hey, when can I drive this? And he said, well, go get yourself a seat and you got to ride. And uh, I said, really? And he goes, yeah, get yourself a seat. So me and him, we went down to uh, Charlotte in North Carolina to uh, Butler Built. We made our seat and uh, brought it back. And uh, we put it in the car, and uh, next thing you know, the next Friday, I think we were at the racetrack testing. And now I think I was four-tenths off the pole my first ever time in the car um, at the racetrack. And, you know, they said, well, would you like to race tomorrow? I said, well, absolutely, I want to race tomorrow. And uh, so that kind of just went off from there. Um, So, yeah, that's, that's how I really got my start, and I know that I wouldn't be anywhere that I am today without that man. And uh, I can't thank him enough. So thank you, Sam, baby. Wow, that was awesome. Okay, yeah. so 
We'll get back to the racing in a moment, but I want to talk about the off-track side of Mini Tyrell okay. because yeah, of course. Um, you are the only 14-year-old I know who has been a major party to raising uh, $400,000 for pediatric cancer. Talk a little bit about how Minnie's mission got started and talk about what you've done to fundraise because I understand there's a pretty famous now retired driver that uh, you're working with on some of this now. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Uh, so I started fundraising uh, at the age of six. Uh, I had a really close friend still to this day. Um, her name is Ella Day and uh, one of my dad's best friend's daughter. And um, so she had a brain tumor at the age of seven and I was six at the time. And um, so, you know, I said I overheard, you know, uh, my parents and them talking um, about what was happening and uh, some, you know, financial things that were going on. And I said, well, hey, um, I got down with my dad that night um, at the dinner table and I said, you know, uh, what can I do to to help kids? And I know that I, I race go-karts. Can I go? And, you know, do fundraisers, do use my go-kart as a tool to help raise money for kids with cancer. So I was trying to tie in racing, but also help, um, you know, people in need, uh, which which I, I love to do. I still do it to this day. Um, so, yeah, at the age of eight, I believe, or it was seven, uh, I did a news article on the uh, Channel 4 News with Brian Williams. And uh, Jeff Gordon, uh, she's retired. Uh, the four-time champion uh, happened to see it, and I I, uh, I was able to go and meet him at Lawrenceville Speedway, which is just coming up, and um, talk to him. And now we're working together today, and uh, have raised you know almost half a million dollars, which is it's crazy to think about. That's unbelievable, Minnie, that you <laughs> took that initiative. And you've grown it into again this thing that you call Minnie's mission, and that's really cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So now what types of events, how do you, when you raise the money, how do you do that? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, we have, uh, I know one day uh, I had a lemonade stand up in front of my house. I, I was able to collect, I believe, like $70 just selling lemonade all day um, and for, you know, cancer research. But I also hold uh, fundraisers. I know kickball is a huge thing. We didn't have a tournament this year, but normally we would have a tournament. Um, every year that we did, uh, we would get um, lots of teams together. I think the year that we did it, which was a year ago or two years ago, um, we had 22 teams, and it was a huge event. It turned out to be such a success. We raised, uh, I think it was $34,000 in one day. And uh, wow. Jeff Gordon uh, pledged to match um, I think four years before that, whatever we raised. So um, that was a huge income. Um, and we did a bowling tournament last year, uh, which was, uh, we had, I think it was, I think it was another 20 teams just to come out and bowl and uh, come and raise money. And uh, it's, I do uh, massive things like that. Um, I like to go and talk about it and get the word out um, to people. And, you know, every time I'm in front of a camera or a, uh, uh, doing a you know an interview, I like to talk about it and tell people that there's there's ways that you can help because um, cancer is such an awful disease that's not going to go away unless we do something about it. So uh, wow. it needs to be looked into. 
because, um, you know, that's definitely one of the leading causes of death here in uh, yeah. America and all around the world. That's incredible. And I know looking at your website, uh, your kind of ultimate vision for this is to uh, to build a hospital for children with cancer as we continue to to look for a cure. So just incredible uh, to, to see the work you're doing. Uh, to kind of circle back to the racing a little bit, Minnie, uh, talk a little bit about your 2018 season this year. And I know you mentioned Martinsville a little bit ago. You've got to be excited to head there too. Yeah, no, I'm uh, stoked to go there. Yeah, no, 2018's been a great year. Um, we went down and competed in Carteret County Scootler. Um, I, I know uh, the owner, Bobby Watson, is uh, not doing well right now. Um, I'd like uh, anybody who's listening to uh, please pray for him. He's the owner of Carteret County Speedway. Um, he's in the hospital right now. Um, I think he may have had a stroke um, the one night, but please pray for him and keep him in your thoughts. But, um, so, yeah, I, I competed at uh, Carteret County Speedway uh, throughout most of my 2018 uh, racing season. I went down to Shenandoah Speedway once. Uh, we had been able to win the race there. Um, so, yeah, we, we competed at Carteret. We had a fantastic year there with uh, very competitive cars and, and fast cars. We were able to uh, snag a second place at the, uh, it was a $15,000 to win race that was held, um, which is the Solid Rock uh, 150, I believe, which was awesome. So, yeah, we've had an awesome season so far in the regular season. I'm looking up to Martinsville uh, coming up here September 29th. Next week will be test day. We'll be there. And uh, I think Richmond will be October 20th. So people uh, mark the calendars. Uh, come by and see me at Richmond International Raceway. Um, and then uh, I believe we'll look forward to running the Thanksgiving Classic and then Myrtle Beach in December. Well, certainly it's been a uh, busy year for you, Minnie. Now, you made your Cars Tour debut, as you mentioned, uh, this year, and you talked about the Solid Rock Carriers 300, another race that kind of brought a lot of the Cars Tour group. Now, they just announced this year that uh, next year, Orange County is going to be hosting a 30K to win late model stock race out in Orange County in April. Is that something you guys are looking forward to and uh, planning out? Yes, of course. I think uh, we, we actually had that discussion couple or maybe like a week ago but um i, I believe uh we're definitely looking forward to going there and uh competing with uh some of the best the best in late models um definitely looking to uh, run the car tour all next season and uh compete with those guys and partner up with some more sponsors and uh currently the sponsors i hope to further the connections with castro and ppc lubricants and uh for martinsville uh coming up here i got tire x is a uh the, the owner is uh, Mr. Will, and uh, he uh, has helped us greatly. And uh, looking forward to representing him on the on the track and off the racetrack. And uh, definitely looking forward to Martinsville and the car store for next season. It's funny. I was about to uh, ask you since you'd been talking about the sponsors, and you took the words right out of my mouth. So you were even one step ahead of us on that uh, one, Minnie. I got to give you credit <laughs> there. Uh, it, it's been so much fun to uh, to have you on the yeah. line here with us. It's been a blast, and uh, we're definitely wishing you the best of luck here in a couple weeks when you get to Martinsville for the uh, Valley Star 300. I know that's going to be a, a huge moment for you to race under the lights there, and uh, we look forward to having you back on the show before too long as well awesome yeah definitely i would love to be back and uh thank you so much for having me uh i appreciate all the luck and uh looking forward to make something happen because uh 
I'm calling that right here. I know uh, I'm going to Martinsville to win, and, uh, and that's that's what we're going to do. And uh, I know I believe that my crew and everybody, my crew chief, can get me there. And everybody who comes out and supports me every race, uh, you know, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. And from the bottom of my heart, I really do. Thank you guys. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show. It was a lot of fun. All right, that's Minnie Tyrell, and with that, we are going to step aside. When we return, we'll finish up the first half of this show and continue on down the road here on Motorsports Madness, so stand by. We'll be right back with more on the Performance Motorsports Network after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. (laughs) My mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm NASCAR driver William Byron. You're listening to Motorsports Madness on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. William Byron. 
bringing us back as we get ready to close the first half of this show. Boy, we've already covered a lot of ground, hadn't we? And we have. How about, how about Mini Tyrell in that last segment? Unbelievable. Was that not fun? What an amazing young man. And to be that composed and that good with the vocabulary and, and doing all that and, and so thoughtful and compassionate. I mean, that's we could only hope, right, that right. Our, our sons would be, you know, as uh, as compassionate and thoughtful of others as he obviously is. So, uh, yeah, there, that's a kid with a lot of initiative. Yes. Um, good luck, Ben Rhodes, following that interview. <laughs> but we will well, be talking to Ben later on. Yes, I'm still trying to figure out how we're supposed to follow yeah. that interview, <laughs> <Exactly>. frankly. <laughs> I don't know. Let's that just give him his own show. Yeah, we're not half as put yeah. together as he is. That was amazing. Anyway, <laughs> all right, so let's see. What, what all do we have to do still in the second half of this show? We have uh, the the – Fernando Alonso, Jimmy Johnson, social media mystery that we have to get to at some point in the second half. Everybody's all up in arms and speculating about that already. Yeah, and before we do that, just to finish, Minnie Tyrell, yeah. he didn't mention his social media, but Minnie Tyrell, T-Y-R-E-L-L, MinnieTyrell.com is his website. You can find him on Facebook and all that good stuff, too. Go go uh, follow him and, and keep up with him. But uh, back to the, the, the Johnson. Two hours. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think what you said one R. one R. T Y R R E L L. Thank you. Okay. T Y R R E L L. Um, Mini Tyrell. And like I said, go follow him and, yeah. uh, and and say hi to him because he is definitely a future yes, star. Absolutely. And two current stars, as you mentioned, yes. Johnson and, Al- and Alonzo now. Don't, don't get into all of it. We've only got a minute here. Well, I, I, I'm just going to say that if Johnson and Alonzo are doing a video together, that could only mean one thing that Jimmy's going to run the Indy 500 next year and Alonzo's running his car at Charlotte, right? Ha! <laughs> not. Not. No. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the real theories here yeah. coming up in a little bit. Don't worry. We promise. I like making up my own rumors. Hey, you're really good at that. I am good at you it. You are really good at that. We have more from the rumor <laughs> mill coming up in the second half of this show, though not necessarily in the NASCAR site. So we'll get to all that. Stay tuned. You're going to want to hear some of this. It's actually really kind of interesting. Randy's going to punch a button in a minute. We're going to get ready to go to break in the second half of Motorsports Madness is going to be coming up. So stick around because we got a lot more to dig into. You're taking in the show on the Performance Motorsports Network, Spreaker, and Facebook Live. We'll be back after this. We're growing like crazy and need account reps who know their way around agencies, the Internet, and social media. Got connections? Or do you know how to get to the decision makers? Are you fearless? We need you. Internet radio, or as we call it, wireless mobile radio, is rapidly becoming the place to be with almost limitless income potential. So contact us to get involved with the fastest growing professionally produced group of Internet radio stations in the world. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or you can email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Okay, so Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's? Yep. And Josh, you're going to? Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice. Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, and my dorky dad hat, and I'm going to do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it! Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. 
It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. If you're a gearhead and you just can't get enough of your favorite motorsports on that channel on the cable, or you look at that guy network and you just go, what does that have to do with me? We have the answer. Performance Motorsports Network. Right here on the internet. The best cruising tunes. The best in motorsports programming. And the best shows. We have opinionated hosts. And we like it that way. If you want to get involved. If you want to bench race. Be listening for information coming up soon right here on this channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Your source for motorsports. I'm an HRA Pro Stock Racer, Tanner Gray, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. I feel like NHRA uh, is going to be a good stopgap here, so uh, welcome back to Motorsports Madness. Uh, if you're not listening to us live, you could be taking us in via any number of the uh, stations supported by the uh, American Forces Radio Network via syndication and the Sports Byline USA Network. So we appreciate that audience, certainly. And uh, as always, for those who are serving, thank them for that. That's really an important uh, important piece to all of this. So yes. uh, with Tanner Gray bringing us back from break, it does give us a quick opportunity to hit the fact that the NHRA Countdown to the Championship, i.e. Drag Racing's version of the playoffs, kicks off the, uh, this weekend with uh, Maple Grove Raceway in Reading, Pennsylvania, the Dodge NHRA Nationals, race one of six in the countdown, and uh, the angry bee, Leah Pritchett, in top fuel, literally yellow and black dragster with a bee on it this weekend. Just buzzing down the course. That's for the Dodge 1320, by the way, which is uh, a bad, bad, bad race car. That I, I'll, or well, not even a race car. It's a bad, bad I was car. Say it's a bad car. Period. Yeah. Period. Period. So uh, that that's going to be exciting. The storylines are endless at Maple Grove. Leah Pritchett trying to win for Mopar. John Force is chasing win number one fifty. J.R. Todd's trying to go uh, another race in a row, winning in Funny Car. The Pro Stockers. Good grief! If you ask me, who's going to win that championship? I'll tell you. Pull a name out of a hat. Because any one of the yeah, ten could win it. Uh, exactly. The bikes, it's between Ellie Tonglet and the Harleys, and whether you know the uh, Nitro Fish can come out ahead of the two Harley Street Rods. Uh, I mean, good grief. Are, are we excited yet? And, and then there's that Tanner Gray. Like I said, talking about pulling pro stock names out of a hat, there is that Tanner Gray guy that brought us out of break who's won five times this well, year. Well, and he's certainly capable of pulling it off, that's for sure. And... You know he's he's quietly had a really good season this oh, year. Oh yeah. Oh you know, yeah. He's well, not I wouldn't say quietly. Well, quietly in the sense that he's not one of the more flashy or you know wild and crazy kind of personalities. He just goes and gets it done. Tom says he's not flashy yet. He just debuted a brand new white and blue car, and they call him Pretty Ricky. <laughs> well, again, but but if you t- if you interview him, he's not John Force or no. Ron Caps or <laughs> there's you know, nobody that's John I mean, Force, but John he's, Force. He's very, he's just very kind of low key, but he 
he gets the job done. And for somebody yes. so young, he's been amazing, honestly. What a future that kid's got ahead of him. All the momentum in the world coming off a win in the U.S. Nationals. And he won the uh, countdown opener last year. It was at ZMAX Dragway here in uh, Concord, North yeah. Carolina, right down the road from uh, from Charlotte proper and right on the property there at Charlotte Motor Speedway. We'll have to see if he can win this year's countdown opener up in Pennsylvania. And then the uh, Charlotte playoff race will be race four of the sixth race countdown to the championship this year. So a little bit different there on the NHRA side. Check your Fox family of networks for uh, how to tune into Maple Grove Race Race this weekend. We will take our first break of the second half of this show. And when we return, we'll dive back into some news here on Motorsports More Madness. News. Randy's going to punch a button, and we'll be back in just a moment. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> My mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Matt Tift, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Cisco, are you happy? Are are, are yes, you happy, I'm Cisco? Happy. Trombone. Trombones. There you go. Yes. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, which you can take in via the Performance Motorsports Network or Spreaker or Facebook Live via the Race Chaser Media Facebook page or the American Forces Radio Network or about ten different podcast outlets because we're everywhere yeah it's great we really appreciate uh, everyone at sports byline usa and all of the various places in which they distribute this show and of course uh 
all of our new friends with American Forces Radio. We certainly appreciate uh, the opportunity to be a part of AFN because we definitely support our troops. You missed our you, you, you kind of sort of miss missed my joke there. It's it's one of those where I, I sometimes people go, "Are you following us?" <laughs> this is the point in the show where I go, "We may not be following you, but our voices are." Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, with all that We encourage you to follow us though. Yes. We had, yes. Race we, Chaser Media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And there at a racetrack near you. Oh, yes. So If you can catch up. See, you're a hard guy <laughs> to catch up to at the racetrack. You are not wrong about that. All right, let's talk some uh, more rumor mill stuff for a little bit and actually okay. get to uh, the open wheel side of life for a few minutes. I feel like that's a great place to go, don't you? Uh, can we start with F1? Yes, I'm absolutely. I'm thoroughly confused. Kimi Reichemann, Kimi... Let me you, start you're, you're thoroughly confused and tongue-tied. Tongue-tied. Can I start that over? Let me yes. do that. Kimi Raikkonen committed career suicide recently with the announcement that he's driving for Sauber? Okay. You obviously aren't very well-versed on your Kimi Raikkonen history. You realize that, uh, at the, you realize that back uh, at the very beginning of his Formula One career that Sauber was the first team that he drove for, I right? I know this, but... <laughs> You're going to Sauber? I mean, is do you expect him to ever podium with that team? Somebody of Kimmy's <laughs> caliber? Maybe. Wow. I don't expect him to win a race, but I could potentially see a podium out of the Sauber I mean, no at some point. Kimmy Sauber, signed a two year deal, by the way. He'll be there through twenty twenty. So. Even more. Uh, why not? Hey, it's a good way to stick around, and if you can get way more out of the car than what everybody thinks you should, maybe you get another top-tier opportunity Oof. before you're done. But good luck, the, Kimmy. The much more intriguing half of that announcement is this was literally a straight wa- – now you've got me tongue-tied. Great. <laughs> a straight ride swap, if you will, yes. because Kimmy goes to the Sauber seat, that was previously occupied by Charles Leclerc. Leclerc. And yep. Leclerc is going to the Ferrari A-team for 2019. He's been a Ferrari Academy driver in the past, former F2 champion, making his uh, debut Formula One season with Sauber this year. And he's been in the points a decent amount in the last few weeks, too. He's consistently outperformed his teammate Marcus Erickson. And I would argue he's done a whole lot more with, oh, yeah. that, with this year's Sauber car than what I would have expected them to do. And he's young. This is a 20- or 21-year-old kid who's... Uh, from the principality, and goodness, he has all the all the potential in the world as far as I'm concerned. I think he's going to be a great fit to partner Sebastian Vettel in 2019, and I look forward to seeing if he, start, if he actually pushes Vettel a little bit and uh, really improves the performance across both those cars. I'm going to hit Cisco on this one. I think that Leclerc... And Pierre Gasly to Red Bull have to be the two most fortuitous decisions made so far in this round robin that's become the F1 silly season. Because I think both of those drivers are drivers who have very strong futures in the series. A whole lot of talent for both of them. And I think this was a great move for Leclerc. And it was a good move for Ferrari, just like I think... 
Gasly signing with Red Bull was a good move, pairing him with Max Verstappen. This feels kind of similar to when uh, Schumacher made the move back to Mercedes. And it's kind of Kimmy's getting to that similar point in his career where he's been doing this a while. And I think he wants to go back to, you know, a team that he enjoyed being on and he was able to help. And I think he wants to take his expertise to a team that he knows he can help them because he's been at these top level teams. He's had success in the sport and he wants to bring that back to a team that gave him his big shot. That's how I'm reading it anyway. Well, I can understand that. And it, it but it again, I mean, we see we see Matt Kenseth come back to Roush Fenway and Cup, but he I don't think he's enjoying himself very much, although he did get up and have a good run this past week. Stage winner, Matt win Kenseth. Stage, but I mean, you know, it's been one shining light in a uh, return full of darkness uh up to this point, but you know, I, I think that, uh, again, I think both Leclerc and Gasly will be great additions to their teams, and I think both of them are drivers of the future here. Absolutely. Red Bull definitely intrigues me because as much as I think That's of Verstappen, two guys. yeah, I think Gasly is going to really push Verstappen. Now, the, the mm-hmm. key to both of those kids is Reliability. the ability to dial it down. Yes. In other words, every lap is not a time races. trial lap. Right, exactly. Well, it, and the know. other the other key to that next year is it's going to be the first season for Red Bull with Honda Power yes. and that, you know, re- reliability from an equipment standpoint is going to be equally as important as reliability from a driver's standpoint in yeah. making it to the finish. I agree. And I think that's something that Red Bull even with Renault this year has struggled with. Well, they have, and so if that isn't an issue, I think there's an opportunity for that team to be one of these surprise teams in 2019, but I'm glad to see Leclerc go to Ferrari. Yes. I just was shocked that Kimi went back, but maybe he can elevate Sauber with his experience. Maybe he can help them, I'd too. like to see that. I really would like yeah. to see that. I, th- I you know, At least drag them up closer to the Haas portion right. of the grid going yep. forward, You know, fourth, fifth in the Constructors' Championship, at least able to score points consistently. Right. I think that would be a really good goal for them in 19. Now, quickly to the IndyCar side. It's championship weekend. It I'm not counting the Penske's out, but in all actuality, this title fight is Scott Dixon versus Alexander Rossi. Who are you taking in your corner and who comes out with the Astro Cup? Me first? Yes. Okay, you're only talking about the championship. We're not picking a winner of no, the race, right? championship. Because I don't believe either of these two will win the race. Really? But, uh, no. Um, but I think Alex Rossi actually um, will end up winning the championship. I just feel like there's He's some sort of a... He's got a decent deficit to overcome. I know. I just feel like there's some sort of a Hollywood script here. But you know what? Either one of them would deserve it. So, Absolutely. You know, I just think Rossi's really proved himself this year, Cisco. I... I it, I find it very hard to disagree with you there, Tom. I mean, the fact Rossi's been able to close what we thought, you know, a month ago would be a astronomically large point gap back to Scott Dixon. He's been able to do it and put Dixon on his toes. So, I mean, really, it comes down to who's going to be able to really hit that next level and, you know, turn the wicker up to 11. And I, I honestly, I think I see Rossi being able to take that bigger risk because we've seen him do it at the past at this big of a stage and have a payoff for him. And yet he took a risk and had cautions uh, fall in the wrong way at Portland to where it made his life much more difficult going into Sonoma. So you can't predict everything. Yes. I I will say... I was going to say, say I honestly (laughs) honestly (laughs) believe this is Dixon's championship, Cisco, but that's my two cents. 
Rossi will either lose this championship on a big random strategy call or he will win this championship on a big strategy call. He's not going to ride in the middle. No, absolutely not. He's and, and he's going to, you know, he's got a 30 point deficit. It's not like he has to do anything astronomical to win the championship. He's just got to win the race and have Dixon be third or worse. But we know Scott Dixon at Sonoma. That's much easier said than done. It's a track he's extremely good at. So. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm just feeling a Rossi. I, I think this is Rossi's time. And, you know, however it has to be accomplished, I just feel like Alex Rossi is kind of the man of the hour right now. But again, I'm not. I don't, I don't have yeah. a dog in this fight. I, I would be ha- I would be totally happy if Dixon won. Uh be totally happy if Rossi won. But um no, I don't think either one of them will win the race. I think you're you're going to see probably a Penske car end up um Oh gosh, one of the Pen- I mean, if you're New Gardener Power, you have to win the race yeah. and pray for a miracle. Yeah. So both I of those guys will be Yeah, both of those guys will be swinging for the fences yep. in that race on uh Sunday, and let's also point out this is the swan song for the IndyCar finale being at Sonoma Raceway. Next year, it moves back a week and heads to WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca, home of the famed corkscrew, which I am so absolutely psyched about. I love that, uh, you know, if we have to have it on a road course, I've preached for a while that Laguna Seca was the place to have it. So I love that they're going back there and look forward to that in 2019, but at the same time, definitely reflect on all the memories that Sonoma's giving us. With that, we'll take a break. And on the other side, I believe it's time to go back to the phone lines and talk to a Ben Rhodes. So we will have some more fun coming up with the Thor Sport Young Gun in just a moment. You're listening in Motorsports Madness. We'll be right back. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot left, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. 
Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Ben Rhodes, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. That would be the taped version of Ben Rhodes. We're <laughs> working on getting the real version of Ben Rhodes to yes. talk with us. But uh, that does give us a pause to go back to the Truck Series playoff conversation for a few moments and reflect on the fact that we are going to the same race and the same racetrack that just a year ago, Tom, Ben Rhodes scored his very first NASCAR Camping World Truck Series victory at in a thriller over Christopher Bell. And as I wrote earlier today, uh, he is trying to kind of resurrect some of that Sin City magic this weekend. He's one point below the cut line, so he doesn't have to win, but I'm sure he'd love to and uh, take all that conversation about points away. Well, yeah, I mean, you it's always easier if you win your way to the next round mm-hmm. and Ben knows how to win at Vegas. Yeah. Um, so yes, he does. You know, I feel like he's going to be in the hunt, but this has been such a knockdown drag out competitive series this year. Isn't it great? Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it's just it just when you think that somebody like a Johnny Sauter, yeah, he's won a bunch of times, but there's way more to this championship race at this point than Johnny Sauter. And a driver like Ben Rhodes or Justin Haley is a driver who could be very dangerous in these last uh, bunch of races here because there are some tracks coming up like Vegas that suit their style and their yes. approach. Um, this is anybody's truck championship among the playoff contenders, I think, at this point. All right, Cisco. So I'll turn to you and uh... – pose the question here so what what do you make of things now that we're through round one and nobody's really jumped out as a prohibitive favorite as far as the trucks it's like you said that's the biggest thing for me jacob is the fact that no one's been able to separate themselves from the rest of the pack you know both pun intended and not nobody Nobody's been able to show me that, oh, yeah, I'm going to go out and win this championship, kind of like what we've seen Johnny Sauter do in the past this season. Right. It's it's just been everybody's kind of been, you know, running together, but anybody at that point could break out. I mean, I'm waiting to see if Brett Moffitt will pull something out of the hat. I'm waiting to see Stuart Friesen do it. I'm waiting to see Sauter do it, obviously. There's plenty of guys who can make it happen. I'm just waiting. Show me get something, guys. Show me something. 
Yeah, and and I think for me, the team that I really want to show me something is the 18 team of Noah Gregson. Frankly, they've proven they can win stages, but they have not been very good at closing the deal. Obviously, that was evidenced in Canada. And I, I would say the same goes for the 52 of Stuart Friesen, frankly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Stuart definitely see. And again, we we've been predicting Stuart Friesen's first win for half of forever here this year. Yeah, it seems like we predict him one of us and then he finishes second or he finishes third or he finishes fourth. But he leads a bunch of laps. And I, I feel like the law of averages eventually between now and the end of the season has to catch up and give him a win. Right. It's almost like he gets this close and it's kind of the Chase Elliott syndrome. He just can't quite close the deal. Well, my biggest problem is when he's had a car capable of closing the deal, one of his teammates beats him to it. Well, yeah, I mean, there is that. And, and of course, you know, Johnny Sauter and he have, um, have been very close a lot on the track this year. And, you know, Stewart has definitely proven he belongs. And I think, He's a driver that once that team starts winning, he will absolutely keep winning. I think this is a highly probable scenario of Stewart wins a race. A week or two later, Stewart wins another race. Um, and if Stewart wins a race early in the playoffs, Stewart, I believe, absolutely has the capability of, uh, of, of being a contender here. Yes. I, I approve. Of, I, I approve of that certainly, and I hope he's a contender. Because quite frankly, right now, if all goes according to plan, the fifty-two is the team I believe should be at Homestead in the final four. Now, the question of will he be at Homestead in the final four is anybody's guess. And if Randy worked his magic, I believe that click I just heard means we have a Kentucky boy on the line with us. Ben Rhodes, how the heck are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Just got out here in Las Vegas and. Uh enjoying the sunshine but i don't know if i will be here in the next couple of days it's gonna be hot <laughs> yeah i see i heard about that we we have heard about that triple digit temperatures it sounds like for most of the time that all three series are going to be on track this weekend i mean I, as you mentioned the sunshine is nice compared to what everybody's been dealing with the last week in indianapolis but what are the challenges of a race weekend like this for you guys in the trucks because that can't be easy no, you know, driver comfort-wise, I'm going to be absolutely miserable. <laughs> but but <laughs> as far as the racing goes, I think it's going to be even better than what we saw in, in the spring race for the truck series. And, and the reason why is just because the fact we'll be actually sliding around. I'm hoping that it'll allow multiple grooves to open up. You know, if you look back at the spring race for, for the truck series here in Vegas, um, it was a lot of drafting. It was like Michigan, Talladega in a way. It was It was crazy. We don't see that very often, and it was just so cold that it that it made that happen. It, it produced those racing conditions. So this time, I'm thinking that uh, I'm thinking that Mother Nature might have her way. It might it might allow the group to open up a little bit and and you know make it where the racing is a little more side by side action. When you reflect, obviously you're coming back into this particular race, Ben, as the defending winner. When you reflect back to, to last year's race, what do you remember about that battle with Christopher Bell? And I, I'm sure that it gives you a lot of confidence to come back in here as a place knowing, hey, we got it done and we know what we need to do in order to, uh, to, to win our way through the next round again. Well, I think the cool thing that sticks out in my mind is just the emotions that, that were produced by, by the win. You know, for me, uh, I remember making that final pass at, at in the race and just thinking, 
oh no, I've got to go, got to go, got to go, because we didn't have the fastest truck by any means. But somehow we pulled the win out and, and, and we made it happen. But, you know, it takes a little bit of luck. It takes a little bit of gambling out here in Vegas. And, um, you know, I think for us, we've we've made some big improvements as a team since then. Our 41 Ford F-150 has got good speed, especially the mile and a half all season long. And I feel like these tracks are, are really our strongest point. Do you feel like you've finally exhausted all the bad luck and mechanical gremlins to where that's out of your system and you can go race for a championship <laughs> now? Because I know you and Ed, between the two of you, you and Eddie were just almost foaming at the mouth for if if something could go wrong, it seemed like it did. Man, I, I sure hope so because I don't think our team can handle another uh, mechanical failure. That, you know, every single race that was going to be our strongest run, something happened, something completely out of our control. And and we got it resolved. Um, I'm not sure if we still even know what the issue was, uh, but we got it all resolved. We changed everything out that we could. And, um, you know, so far so good. We've been having no issues. We just need that to happen for the rest of the playoffs. We, you have to be absolutely perfect in the playoffs if you want to make it to the mm-hmm. Final Four. And, and that means no mistakes by the team, no mechanical errors, um, no on-track incidents, and overall just really solid performances. So we'll see. I think we certainly have the speed. Our team is, is plenty fast at these mile and a half. I'd say it's our strongest racetrack, which is going to come down to um, just being right place, right time, getting it all done, executing the whole front. So the experience last year that you guys had, obviously sneaking into the playoffs and then going on a run that brought you within a whisker of going to the Final Four, does that experience help you coming back in for a second year and having that knowledge of, of what you guys did that worked last year and maybe some things that you can improve on? Well, I think the biggest thing that's going to help us is just the mindset. You know, we were we were so close, and we were on the outside looking in multiple times last year, and somehow we prevailed and made our way through. And, you know, I think that, um, I think that experience is, is going to prove worthwhile for our team. I think that's going to be our, our, one of our strong points this year. The, the pressure is not going to get to us. We just have to stay calm and, and not get excited about things. Uh, but the pressure certainly isn't there. We, we, we're kind of immune to that at this point. Um, we, we battled through it all, and... Uh, I think last year was a testament to how strong and focused our team can be. We just need to do the same thing. And, and when nobody's expecting us to get a win, we need to pull one out. And right now we're not the best in points. That came from, uh, you know, Canada. We got dumped the first round of the playoffs yep. by Johnny at that race and uh, really hurt us in the points. But I feel like we're we're not we're nowhere near being done. And if if – Myself and my team, we all believe we should have a lot more wins and a lot better off the points than we are right now. And we, the only way – we can't make up for that. We can't make up for the mechanical issues. All we can do is go out there and perform. Well, and I think at this point, Ben, you're in the playoffs. Okay, you had a bad first round, but everything that's come before just sort of falls away at this point. It's It's – you know, you have to have a short memory, basically, and you go into every race as if – it's the first race, and, you know, you've got an opportunity here. If you can win your way to the next round, then, you know, that, uh, that, that bad circumstance in Canada isn't going to make any difference. Oh, absolutely, and I think you're 100% right on that. We just, if we can just perform now, you know, everything else is going to fade away into the past. And, and I think one of our problems this year is that we have been focused on it. We have let it get the best of us right. at times. Um, and, and that hasn't happened often. I can only recall one race where 
emotions were running hot on everybody on the team just because it was so frustrating and we've been dealing with it for so many times that it was just starting to get really, really frustrating. And like you said, the slates been wiped clean. We're, we're focused on the future at this point, and everybody knows what the goal is. Everybody knows what we're trying to accomplish uh, on the team, and, and I'm really proud of how everybody's been performing. We just need to keep doing what we're doing, and I think we'll be just fine. We'll make it to the next round. We just can't have any mistakes. Yep. All right, Ben. So we've got some more conversation we want to have with you on the other side of a break, but uh, we have to step away for just a moment. So if uh, you can, hang on with us, and uh, we'll continue with you in just a minute. Absolutely. All right. We're going to step aside real quick, and Ben Rhodes will have more conversation with us about the NASCAR playoffs and Sin City right around the turn. This is Motorsports Madness, and we'll be back with more in just a few moments. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Cole Custer, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. 
See, the opening, the last segment wasn't quite quite as fun as I had hoped because we were trying to hunt down Ben Rhodes while recorded Ben Rhodes was bringing us back from break. It would have been more fun to have recorded Ben Rhodes be heard by real Ben Rhodes. But we have the real Ben Rhodes as we continue with Motorsports Madness uh, via the Race Chaser Hotline. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Cisco Scaramuza, Randy Miller all uh, around the round table. And uh, Ben has been talking with us about the NASCAR playoffs, etc., etc., and I'm curious, Ben, because you have a win at Vegas, which you're going to this weekend. You have a win at Kentucky, which is your home track. So of the next six races, to get your third win, I know uh, the, the simple answer is, yeah, you want to win Friday because that's a golden ticket to the next round. But of the, uh, of the other tracks that are left, is there a particular one that you'd really want to win at? Man, of the other tracks, um, if I make it to the round of four, winning a homestead would be nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Duh. Duh. Yeah. Um, you asked for you it, know, I, I, Yeah, I, uh, I, I do like homestead, though. That, In all seriousness, homestead is uh, one of the biggest race weekends for Ford of the year. That's mm-hmm. Ford Championship Absolutely. Weekend. And uh, who doesn't want to win there? That's kind of becoming, you know, a really prestigious racetrack in and of itself because it's so difficult to race there. You have to be so close to the wall. There's a different type of skill that's involved. And um, I enjoy that racetrack. It's just a lot of fun. And and I feel like there's a lot of heritage that comes with that. And and I would love to have that trophy on my mantle. I think that's that's a really unique place. And uh, to say you can win there is is pretty special. So you mentioned – the fact that Ford Championship weekend being special for you guys at Thorsport this year. Obviously, it's Thorsport's first year uh, running the Ford F-150s. Now that we're close to a year in, do you feel like the transition has gone how you guys expected it to go when you first jumped into the deep end here? Or has this been a little bit more of an adventure, more of a journey than perhaps you guys anticipated at the beginning? You know, it's it's certainly been an adventure. Uh, I'm not gonna lie; it's been it's been one heck of an adventure. Um, you know, if you talk to our body hangers at the shop, they'll, they'll tell you right away exactly how things were at the beginning of the year, how hectic it was, and um, you know how how they felt uh, like they just got caught up, and then all of a sudden there's a big wrench thrown into the plans, and they say, "All right, guys, so all the bodies you just put on these trucks, it's time to cut them back off again." So they cut all the bodies back off the trucks. Uh, I mean, we that's that's just scratching the surface. We're not t- even talking about all the hard fab and everything else we had to do to get these trucks switched over to Fords. It's it's a it's a laundry list. It took a lot of work, and we're still not caught up. We're still behind from the beginning of the year, but we're in a lot better position than we were, uh, you know, going into Daytona. We're in a position now where every team has the trucks that they have. Um, but you know, if something happens. You know, we're still a little behind in the body shop for that reason. So, you know, at the end of this year, you know, December, those guys are still going to be working hard. January, working hard. It's going to be nonstop for them. But by the time Daytona rolls around, they're going to be right where they need to be. And and 2019 is going to be that much easier for everybody at Thor Sport just because of that. Um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Ford's been awesome to us. It's been mm. Uh, it's been fun. They're just like a big family. They've they've welcomed us with open arms, and um, I've never really had that before. It's been a, it's been an interesting experience, and I've really really enjoyed getting to know them because it's it, for me it's gone past a, a little bit deeper of a relationship than I've had in the past. You had obviously you've been through a lot with Thor Sport. You had the transition to Ford 
that you guys have been dealing with this year. Last year, you guys had the shop fire that you spent about half the half the year really trying to rebound from. But through it all, I feel like it has made you guys as a team and an organization that much stronger. Do you guys feel like you're back back where you were before all of this turmoil and all of this change started a year so ago or do you feel like there's still some building that maybe the rest of us aren't seeing that's still going on no i i really do feel like we're 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 in the right spot now everything has been rebuilt everybody's you know happy and and, and stronger for that reason really the only thing that that um you know that that we could use help on or or get better at is just getting ahead on on building these trucks now um you know because of that that switch to Ford in the beginning of the year, but uh, we're we're pretty well caught up to where we need to be. But if you're not working ahead, then you're behind, and that's where we're at. We're caught up. We're where we need to, we're where where we need to be to get to the trucks, the racetrack. But we we need to be working ahead so that we're prepared for anything. And, and you know that's where a lot of your speed comes from is is being prepared for anything. So when something does happen, it doesn't take your focus away from the engineering and from the setup side of of these trucks. Do you think, Ben, that when you look at the truck series this year, uh, I mean, I feel like it isn't necessarily that the drivers are better, but for some reason it feels to me like this year it's been a little bit of a closer field for some reason with even more drivers being top five to top ten capable, which makes it even more difficult for someone like you to break through and get a win. It's far more competitive than I think a lot of people give it credit for. I do. I feel like it is very competitive and, and more than people give it credit for, just like you said. And and I think some of that is from the new NASCAR NT1 motor. Um you know, I, I I feel like that that's a lot of it because if you look back at at our race here at uh, at at Las Vegas earlier this year in the spring, um, you know the race was just super close. Yeah. It was like Michigan; you were drafting so much and so race. hard down the straightaways, and the racing was just absolutely absolutely insane. It, it should have been super entertaining for the fans um, because we were just making yeah. passes like crazy, and that's that's been the common theme at these mile and a halfs this year. And for me, that's one of the reasons why I'm praying for, for this hot, sunny racetrack and the track to get really slick and the tires to wear out so that it gives me more of a break so I can make passes on my competitors and not be afraid that they're going to pass me while I'm trying to make a pass, you know? And, and, yeah. and that makes it really entertaining for the fans when, when that jostling for position happens every single lap uh, with the same guy. But for me... It gives me a break and really allows me to cut through the field if I have a fast race truck. It's really an an interesting situation with that motor, too, I feel like, because I don't think people quite knew what it was going to do. They were hoping it would work well, but I almost think in some ways it might have worked a little too good because I think some teams that, you know, were a little reluctant to make the switch have been kind of forced to because of the way it's performed. Well, you know, I'm... I'm on the fence on it still. I, uh, I I absolutely see where the benefit is for for the race teams, but I can tell you that there's still an uh, an imbalance between the builds and 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 the Ilmore engines right now. And um, you know, I, I'm not sure what they can do to to help that. It's it's more or less just the 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 nature of the beast. Um, so I'm I'm a little bit of at odds with it, I guess you could say. But 
Um, overall, I mean, NASCAR has done a really solid job on trying to get them as close as possible. And, and like you said, a lot of teams have really switched over and adopted it. Yep. Um, and I think that's it's overall it's been good for the series because uh, I do see the the um, the performance of other teams, you know, rising up and, and allowing the competitiveness to to be there. But at the same time, um, I, I feel like it would be great to have the the manufacturer motors all in like they were in the past. All right, Ben. So uh, before I let you talk about your sponsors and uh, get off to the rest of the stuff we know you have to do in uh, in Vegas, I do want to ask you this because it's something that somebody asked me, and I didn't really have a good answer to it. Do you feel like you're going to have to win in order to make the Final Four, or do you feel like you or even somebody else in the playoff field could potentially make the Final Four at Homestead without winning a race, especially during that round of six? I think you can you can make it in without without winning a race in these next few races, these next five races. I, I think you can definitely make it in, but I wouldn't want to do it like that. I'd rather just get the win. It would take a load off of our guys and, and just get rid of the pressure. But on top of that, it, it shows that you're a force to be reckoned with. Um, but I'll, I'll take it any way I can get it. If I can get to the final four without winning a race, and then you know, run first or second at Homestead and, and win the championship, I'll take that as well. So I'll take it any way I can get it. But I, I do believe if you get a win, it's going to make your life so much easier. And I experienced that firsthand last year. I would certainly agree to that. We would definitely wish you the best of luck at Las Vegas this weekend. Before you get out of here, I know you've had uh, several new colors on the car the last few, or truck rather, the last few weeks. So uh, talk a little bit about some of the sponsors that have come on to help you make it happen here in the second half of the season. Yeah, we've been really fortunate to have Tryon International Equestrian Center and the uh, World Equestrian Games, which just started yesterday down in Tryon, North Carolina. It started September 11th. It's going to run to September 23rd. So we've been really happy to have them on board for the past two races. Now we're back to Carolina Nut, and uh, the Carolina Nut Company should be with us throughout the remainder of the season. So really happy to have them on our Ford F-150. Well, we're... uh equally as happy to have been able to get you back on the show we know it's been a little while so uh, we appreciate you taking some time out of uh, a busy schedule out there and uh, look forward to hoping hoping to have you back on here before the end of the season i know obviously if that happens more than likely you've won a race or a couple so there's the goal we'll give you the the carrot you go shoot for it (laughs) sounds good well i appreciate it guys thank you very much as Thanks, always, ben. that's Ben Rhodes, and uh, we got a couple minutes left before we take we our do. final break, Tom. Ben seems very, very optimistic about this Truck Series playoff. And you know what? Not just for himself. I like where the entire Thor Sport team is at right now, frankly. Myatt Snyder's still leading the, the Rookie of the Year standings, and he showed some improvement. And everybody seems to want to write Matt Crafton off, but he got a top five in Canada, so I'm not saying he's out of it yet. Well, first of all, I I think Ben's optimism is a sense of confidence. I think he's in a different place, as he said, than he was a year ago at this time. The team knows they can win. They know they can win anywhere, and they just need to go and minimize mistakes. Um, Not buying Crafton just yet. It's a road course over there. Let's see what happens these next couple races when you get them back on to the mile and a half, Cisco. I feel like if Crafton can't perform 
on these mile-and-a-half tracks. He's not contending for the championship, and I know he ran well in Canada, and I hope that means good things, but it's kind of one of those things, at least for me, Cisco, it's show me, don't tell me. Jacob, what if I called Matt Crafton all year? A grumpy old man. What is he like right now? (laughs) Well, according to you, he's still a grumpy old man. Yeah, and when you compare that to, like you said, Tom, Ben's confidence, that tells me all I need to know, right? Well, I mean, again, if if he comes out and has a good run, and again, a top five for him would be a great run in Vegas. If he comes out and runs top five again and shows that kind of speed, then I'll believe that he's back. But I I hope they get back because it's been hard to watch him be on the bubble all year in the playoffs. And I'm definitely uh, happy to see Myatt's. Myatt's biggest problem has just been finishing. He's had the speed. You know, he just hasn't been finishing the races. So I think, uh, you know, and Grant Emfinger has been spectacular all season long. He, uh, Grant Emfinger has been doing what Grant Emfinger Mr. always does. Yes, he's just Mr. Consistency. And that is somebody who could very well, uh, you know, be a, a force to be reckoned with. He could throughout sneak this. in. He yes. was, I think, fourth in regular season, the, yeah. the total points scored during the regular season, even though he didn't win a race. So. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like where Thor Sport as an organization is right now, but I particularly like where Ben Rhodes is, and I think if Ben gets just a good finish, uh, even you know top three, top four here at Vegas, he's dangerous the rest of the playoffs. I think the other guy I'm watching, as I said earlier, though, Justin Haley. Keep an eye on that truck. I was going to say we already know he's in the round of six. Yeah. That's a get. That's a bone stock. Take it to the bank guarantee. And again, the confidence you get from that, you yes. take right into Vegas. And Justin Haley could and come out of here again with a win. There's two tracks in the round of six that I believe in Justin Haley at Martinsville, where he's always traditionally been very good, and Phoenix, where he had a K and N Pro Series win get away from him a couple years ago, and he told me over the phone a week or so ago that. Uh, He's he's not let that one go. He still feels like Phoenix owes him one. Well, so see if he gets it back at ISM. But for right now, I, I know think he goes I, it, it's always going to be Phoenix. I don't care what they sponsor. I see it with. him running up front at, at Vegas. Yes. All right, we're going to take our final commercial break, and when we return, we'll tie this show into a bow. Randy will take us on out of here. So this business, and then the finale to Motorsports Madness coming up in just a few moments. <laughs> Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. 
a loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. We was talking about him earlier. He kind of sort of finished second at the Brickyard. Tyler Reddick's last two finishes have been third and second. That means there's only one place to go this weekend at Vegas. Well, he certainly hopes that anyways. Uh, you know, that would be a nice way to do it. You uh, Let's see, you show, then you place, and then you win. Yes. That's how you That's do like it. horse racing, That's which exactly is one of right. Ben Rhodes' sponsors. The Correct. Equestrian, the Equestrian Center. I see what you did there. Yeah, this cool. is the, He's uh, from Kentucky, too. They run a yes, derby there. They do run famous. a derby yeah. there with, with, with fancy hats that yes. I want to get to one of these <laughs> fancy days. Fancy hats. Or crazy hats, yeah. one or the other. Well, no, they're fancy. But not the guy with the fancy hat. That's, <laughs> no, that's different. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, closing moments of motorsports madness. Jacob Seelman, Tom <laughs> Baker, Cisco Scaramuza, Randy Miller's been, been in and out tonight a little bit too on the Randy cam and punching buttons and making us sound good, all that fun stuff. So real quickly, pl- Cup Series playoff opener winner, no time to explain, just call a name. Who wins on Sunday, Cisco? Uh, Kyle Busch. Randy, Ran- R- Randy, fi- find your microphone. Go, go, go. Who wins? Uh, Kyle Busch. Ah, you're no Kyle fun. Bushes. You agree, Tom? Kyle Busch. <laughs> Three Kyle Bushes. No faith. No faith in anybody else. I'm going <laughs> to shock all of you because the big three will not prevail. Brad Keselowski He's the wins big one in right Vegas. Now. Jacob, you need to say Kyle because then we would have gotten four people saying Kyle Bush, and it would have been a jackpot. Ah, uh, no, three sevens is a jackpot, or three eighteens in this case. Yeah, it's well, you know, Jacob, you at least went, all right. You went out on, yes. the, on the two inch. Limb. I did I'm go out on that you. limb. Yeah. Thanks to Bob Steele, yeah. Sue Mason, the folks at PMN, as well as Randy Miller uh, behind the glass for punching buttons and making this show possible for Tom Baker and Cisco Scaramuza. I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall, folks, and we might just see you at a racetrack somewhere as well. Best wishes and safety for all those in the path of uh, Hurricane Florence as she approaches the Carolina coast. Till we meet again. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness with the Race Chaser Online crew. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. 
Motorsports Madness is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network, www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section in the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-hosts, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the madness returns on Monday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, keep it off the wall and keep the shiny side up.